You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Uh, Outdoor Adventure Summits the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, our Brandon Long, on belay with you, and along for the ride is the best co-host in all the land, Todd at the top. Todd, it's sorry. Me. I got my hand up over here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good to see everybody. Yeah, we're hanging out inside the Monarch, inside, well, we're in Banyan Studio, Banyan Trailer, Banyan One, inside the Monarch, inside the heart of the Nine Rails Arts District. Inside Ogden City, inside Utah, yeah. That's that's good. That's a good place to stop right there. <laughs> the <yeah>. place, <laughs> yeah. The place. Uh, this week's show, we have a weekly happy on the docket. Um, guests in studio, which is good. Clay Christensen from Endurance Utah, Brandy Bosworth from the Ogden Nature Center. Tell us what's going on. There's some events coming up, which is it's that time of year. We're back to events, which is good. In the news, including resort closing updates. Uh, Clay said Friday was the best day. Were you there Friday no, at Basin? Yeah, I, I just got reports and bragging that I should have been there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, National parks are busy again. Nordic Valley development drama. Mm. <clears throat> 399 and Co. out of hibernation. Hawaii snow. Gear 30 segment, including Tiny Tenkara, BD Peeps transceiver safety check. And could the Great Salt Lake soon power your phone? How is that even a thing? Uh, Leah Larson with an article on that one. So, quote of the week, Outdoor Jukebox. All this and more on the Ogden Outdoor Adventures show, episode 389. Holy peeps check, Batman, so let's charge. He summits with the agility of a mountain goat. Flashes routes faster than UPS. He's more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. Todders, how are you? I'm, I'm recovering from yesterday. Yeah, it was a good, it was a hardcore croquet day and i didn't even play i just gotta watch you play it was a hardcore croquet day it was a it was almost a full day of at least of setup as well yes the setup was intense uh, uh but it turned out to be great i think the high was about 58 yesterday but just direct sun i mean it was uh-huh. just it was beautiful it was perfect extreme croquet weather <laughs> fyi <Where was> that? <laughs> yeah. it's, it was a unfortunately it was a private event uh <laughs> VIP only. <laughs> VIP only. But yeah, it's it fine. was a birthday uh, slash Easter, and uh, and we did like a dress up as well. So each each year we do this and we kind of dress up. It's kind of themed. This one was New Orleans and and Easter. So we all kind of had these big fabulous hats. It was it was pretty good. Right yeah. Awesome. We played until it got dark. It was one of those full day deals. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I started the pod, the recording on time. Are you starting the, now? The video recording, yeah. Oh, okay. The podcast okay. is good, but the video is a little sluggish. It's a little teaser for those of us that teaser, are in yeah. the trailer. Yeah, so Todd, do me a favor. T- turn that camera. It's a little bit less of you, a little bit more of Brandy, because, you know, that's oh. there we go. <laughs> there, much better. Oh, you can see it on the screen over there? Yeah, so that's good. There's Clay. He's just hanging out. <laughs> All right, so we have on the show today a couple of guests. What's uh, the name of the show again? Holy Peeps Check, Batman. Okay, so it's like a little teaser. Yeah. Because yeah. I have no idea. Weekly Happy, though, is Chased by a Grouse. So before we get there, and I guess you can only hear this because I, I can't even, you know, I, can't, I don't know how to play it. There, there was a grouse on a, let's see if this will play. Well, there's like no sound. Oh, there we go. See a little background. It's a grouse music. chasing a skier on the hill, ah. and this grouse is serious, <laughs> like mad at yeah, this they skier. Don't like it. They don't like it when you come in their area. I guess not. And the skier yeah. thought it was kind of funny at first, but it wouldn't let the skier alone. So the skier's like, I'm going to have to go down the hill because I can't stand you know, in one spot. And the grouse is surprisingly quick. Yeah. So 
And big. Brand, Brandy, is this common? Well, sage grouse, they develop leks, which is their territory, and it, they are very territorial. Yes. Mm, and it's very. mating season for sage grouse. Right Aha! Ah, this <laughs> explains a lot. There. Yeah. <laughs> I like the grouse Since music. Since you asked. <laughs> the grouse music. Yeah. That was good. All right. So that should have been like some Barry White music or something like that. <laughs> Let's get it all. <laughs> Uh, the closings for the ski resorts are as follows. Alta's temporarily closed, but is opening April 22nd through 24th. We had a bonus weekend at Basin, but they're not closed. Everything else is closed except for Brighton, closing on the 24th. Snowbird to be announced. They'll just cruise through the summer. Uh, Solitude, May 1st, and Woodward to be announced. So we're about done with all of the ski season stuff. Um, on the docket, we do have the first Wednesdays is the Gold Foundation Community Hikes and there are three sessions of the Trails Foundation Northern Utah Youth Hikes. So if you're interested in those. This weekend's Hill Fest that we have been talking about has been canceled for lack of snow up at Powder Mountain, which is weird. But I guess they didn't have enough for the sleds to mm-hmm. go up. But the concerts remain because they brought in these bands and they're gonna they bumped the concerts down to the amphitheater and uh, I believe Union Station. So if you mm-hmm had planned on going seeing some of the band or maybe you weren't planning on going up to powder but now you can just hang out in town and watch some of the musicians play which is cool so that's this weekend it's also earth day we'll talk talk about that at the ogden nature center and then next weekend cold water traverse 11 and 16 mile trail run on the bonneville shoreline produced by man himself clay kids bike giveaway on april 30th through the ogden bicycle collective hmm. may 4th is the gold foundation community hikes and May 7th is Fly with the Flock, Major Center. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Very good. Um, Brandy Bosworth, let's start with you. Welcome back to the program here. Thanks. Good to see you. Um, Earth Day. Yeah. It happens that we're on Earth, so this is good. It's a good thing to celebrate. Comes back to the Nature Center. Yes, our first in-person event. In two years? For a couple years. So we're excited. Yeah. my daughter will be there dancing. Ah, oh, I like that. Yeah. She, That's awesome. She'll be... Some Celt- earth dancing? The earth dancing. Um, Celtic beat We all dancers. need to do some rain dancing anyway, so... So, I think rain is in the forecast, is it not? I think there's a 40% chance on 40% Saturday, chance. but we're having this... It's pretty much what... Rain or shine. You do and in if April. we're there, yeah. we're going to just rain dance and rejoice that we're getting some moisture. I like it. That's what the Ogden Nature Center is for. So... Booths and, and participants, like, there's activities to do there as well. There's, yeah. It's a huge day planned, yeah. actually. Okay. Yeah. Lots going on. It's one of the um, biggest of the year, Nature Center. Yes. We plan for a lot of people. We'll have food trucks. We'll have Ogden and actually kind of Weber County's Green Gurus um, there. We'll have some of my favorite things would be the Waterwise Plant Sale from Willard Bay Gardens. They mm. bring some beautiful plants and sell them. Um... There's a puppet workshop. There's uh, there's some composting workshops. There's the. Um, I would be I would be interested in that actually. It's yeah. the workshop with the puppets. It's how to be a better yeah, puppet. The, yeah, exactly. There's a ton of activities. How to be a better kids. puppet. <laughs> They're composting puppets. No, you, you could can make, make one. You could make one. Yeah. Uh, why not? Earth. This is Earth Day. Um, there's, this is kind of a cute side story. So at the Wasatch Audubon Society, two of their board members, they, they share a position on their board and they're 11 years old and they're doing the Audubon birding activities at Earth Day. So they're going to okay. bring it. That's going to be cute and fun. Um, there is a talk and I'm looking for it because I don't want to botch the name. Um, so it's at the Ogden Nature Center this Saturday and it. Festivities begin at what time? It's 11 to 4 Okay. all day, and then it's $4 per person. So this is a cool um, talk. It's at noon, actually, in the education building. It's the voice of conservation, Ogden's Bernard DeVoto. And you probably have talked about that somewhat on the show already. I guess a lot of the DeVoto stuff is happening in Ogden this year. And we're having uh, I don't talk. think we have, actually. So he so. won is... Early, early Ogdenite um, won a Pulitzer Prize for his work on conservation, but he moved 
to New York, moved back to Ogden, loved Ogden, loved yeah. the foothills that we love. Yeah. And so... Oh, um, that's right. It's I'm pretty cool. Ringing and, a bell now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's pretty cool. And he will be uh, featured in one of the talks um, on Earth Day. But like I said, there's so much going on. There'll be booths, lots of green goods. Did you say booths? Still. Booths. Oh, booths. 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 I heard booths. Tents. That's just what you hear. Selling. Man and got excited for a second. Um, probably no booze. Um, of course, we'll have live raptors. Yeah. Owls, hawks, eagles, um, all of those things. We'll have children's hour storytelling. There, It's just a, a big day. And the whole place is vibed with tons of activities. And then our cute, we have our ecologists and our land managers will be there and uh, they'll be doing fun activities too which do involve some native species um, control. So do you guys have any new animal tenants over the last couple of years? Gosh, I'm trying to think. I'm sure we do. There are probably new snakes. Animal tenants. Gal, since I've been yeah. haven't been there, <laughs> I new snakes. Kind well, of it's always fun to kind of see these. Not up to speed on it. I've been working from home. But um, yes, there. Well, come check them out. There are new animals, yeah. and there we have. We're on the list to get a special one or two, but I can't mention them yet. We kind of announced that it's kind of a bigger deal. That's secret. <laughs> yeah, they're coming. It's uh, a dinosaur, Brandon. You will never leave for real. The trailer. It's a dinosaur. Are you getting gators? So come <laughs> see us. Come to Earth Day on Saturday. Oh, we'll be there. It's an amazing. Well, event. I'll be there because the Celtic beat dancers. Will yeah, be there, and they always performing. bring it. They have for years. Yep. And they're darling. And yeah. if you've ever tried to do that business. Oh, I try all the time at home. <gasps> You'll be breathless. <laughs> and like, it, it's not going well, according to my daughter. Uh, <laughs> I I think I'm doing just fine. Like, I think I'm crushing it. But it's I tough. Like, it's harder than it looks. Yeah. There's, Dad, stop. Just stop. Oh, that's exactly what she says to me. Dad's <laughs> not, not how you do it. You're embarrassing me, Dad. Uh, yeah. In my own house. In my, where yeah. no one can see. It's that's it, yeah. Just Accurate. embarrassing in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. So, so very good. Uh, it's and it's a four bucks is super cheap. To, four bucks. Yeah, we encourage people to carpool because sometimes parking is limited. Um, carpool, ride the bus, ride your bike. Um, come in an earth friendly way to Earth Day. In an earth friendly way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> carpool or. Yeah. Ride your bike, over skateboard, your exactly. scooter, your horse. Which, by the way, those you know all the scooters that are that you can rent and stuff. I don't understand why is there a, a, a sticker on them that says you can't ride them on the sidewalk. Well, you can't ride them on the road legally. Like so, you really, you're not. You can't ride them anywhere. You're supposed to ride them on the road. You're supposed on to ride the them on the road. It's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. Are you really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, the, yeah. The, nobody rides them on the road. Them's the rules. Are, well, they don't have plates or lights or anything, so like like a Wear your bicycle, own. I guess, kind of. Wear your own <laughs> license plate right on the back. <laughs> Clay scooter. <laughs> get one of those dog collars that glows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those get up to the kind of a transition over to to what you're doing up to the trailheads. Often, there's always a big stack of them over there. There is. I I rode out on the on the river parkway today uh -huh. there's one of the underpasses you go under it's kind of pretty full there's a big kind of puddle <laughs> that's probably six oh. or eight inches deep and there's a there's a scooter right in the middle of the puddle somebody oh. made it in and it probably died and they were like eh, that's as far as it's going they were trying to ford the, yeah they were the trying to cross the, the, that's, oh, too bad. that's fantastic it yeah. oh, that's, awful. <laughs> that's awful yeah uh, all right, Claire, so you have a, an event coming up, and this is one I'll also be at. I just yep. bring you guys in because I'm, I go to your events. <laughs> the guy. So, yep. You're on, you He's, do Ogden. I do, yeah. Everywhere it's where great. it's happening. <laughs> I do Ogden. It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> um, so Clay's race has been, what year, do you know how many years you even? This The Traverse is relatively new. We've This will be. Oh, this is the new one. Yeah. yeah Coldwater. This water. is. Three, four? Four, I believe. Four, okay. Four with with one cancellation because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Yep. But we did yep. do it last year. Um, Where does it start? It starts at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Where? Oh, two two different places. One is the Pleasant View Trailhead. Okay. And then the other one is the, it's up by the Equestrian Park in North Ogden. The 20, I think they call it the 2750 Trailhead. Okay. Um, yeah. 
and both of them from there just go head on the BST mm -hmm. and head south, south. to 12th okay. Street. And we we finish down by the at the Big D Park. Okay, so it's BST north. Yep. yep. Yeah, and then I I'll be under a canopy. Yep. Eating donuts or something, with drinking coffee <clears throat> with the cow. cow seriously, bell. with the cowbell. Yep. And then we we announce the people that come across. So it's uh, yeah. eleven and sixteen. Yep. Mile distances, which is great this time of year because you're just getting back into the swing of things, and yeah, rather than do a fifty k or something crazy this early in the year, yep. uh, which they do out on the island. Yeah, it's already already happened. They do that already really early in the there, year. Yeah. But this is a nice, friendly trail run on the shoreline. And it's like time perfectly because the the trails themselves are just drying out. Mm, so they're nice. Everything's yeah. starting to green up right now, and so another two weeks, and it's it's always just that nice spring grass, and it's awesome. So how did you decide to do this race? Because this one's about four years old. You had a, f yeah. a few other races going. Were you hiking the trail one day and thought <laughs> this would make a good a good race? Uh, kind of, sorta. I <laughs> I've, I grew up in North Ogden, so. I grew up playing in Coldwater Canyon. That was our place where we would go and camp like three, four nights a week and have BB gun wars and do other things that we weren't supposed to do. And um, that were that were relatively wholesome things, but we just, we had fun up there. And so when they finished the, the BST, the shoreline trail that goes through Coldwater Canyon, um, we, I, I ride, I ride it and run it all the time and thought, man, it would be such a cool event. And mm -hmm. so as a race director of other events, I'm always thinking, what would be the next cool thing? And, yeah. and, um, and so, yeah, it just kind of morphed into, well, it'd be cool to, to do something and played with different routes. And this one just, you got to tra traverse the, the coolest section of the shoreline hmm. and, um, and yeah, and it finished perfect down there at big D cause it's a big old park and has a playground for kids to play at and wait for their parents at the finish line or whatever. And yeah. So yeah. is this a serious run or are there runner walkers or how there does are, it, what does it look like? It's pretty chill. So we kind of, okay. we decided it was, it was primarily kind of an intro to trail running. 11 miles isn't really far. It does have some elevation gain because Coldwater Canyon is, is a pretty good hike to get up in there. Um, but for the most part, you're, you're right up behind the houses and, and it's very accessible. A lot of first-time trail runners. We didn't do it this year, um, but we usually do like a intro to trail running clinic, just because it is a it's a way for a lot of people to transition over from road running and come try the trail out. It's a great great distances. Uh, yeah, eleven and sixteen. So yeah, and it goes by. I mean, uh, an eleven-mile trail run goes by so quick because you're just you're you're rock hopping and trail runs in general. I. I can't bring myself to run on the road anymore. I only like trails because it just goes by faster. It doesn't hurt as much, and mm -hmm. and uh, it's fun. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. What what do you have something else that you're thinking of? You're scheming because you're always scheming. So yeah. is there a race that you can't tell us, but you want to tell us? But yeah, you wouldn't be able to leave the trailer you know I mean? for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we did a ride this morning that that kind of circumnavigates a lot of Ogden, and I thought, and it was. 25 miles and thought man this would be a fun mm. a fun marathon because it mm. goes on single track and, and river parkway and all sorts of stuff but i'm always thinking things like that but whether it's a good idea to do it or not is a different story well i okay so if you don't know the, the politics involved you jump on our local trails and you're like how come there's not a race here or there or whatever but there's a lot of different owners of property yeah and so you have to get permission from now you have uh, a good relationship with the forest service and so you yep. can do some things there but uh, with your with any of your races do you deal with multiple owners or how, how does that work yeah so one of our our biggest event starts in salt lake and goes all the way to saint george oh yeah that's a bike ride yeah it's a bike ride called the salt of saint and it 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 traverses essentially the whole state and so there's a lot of towns and and private property owners that we do little transitions on their land and different mm -hmm. things like that um the local events there's a lot of forest service county forest service permit county permit ogden city permit things like that um and yeah if you touch uh, if you touch private property you got to talk to each owner and mm -hmm. whoever owns the land you touch then you got to make sure that they're they're good with you pro crossing it so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it can be. Sometimes it's it's doable, and sometimes you're just. I've had people say, "No way, you're not crossing my land." 
Yeah. And you're not going to, for sure, not going to bring people across my land. So, yeah. and that's fine. Everybody, I'm, that's all right. I understand. Were they holding a BB gun? <laughs> <laughs> I was. You were. <laughs> we're hoping one day that we get that trail going up through the canyon. Yeah. yeah they're working on it. Yeah. A little progress here and there. And yeah. It would be great. It'd it would be, be amazing. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard I've heard good things that there's progress and so that that could be I think that's the project where we all just need to try to stay as young as possible because it might, <laughs> might just still be a little while. Oh Todd. <laughs> Man, that no, got, but it's a good incentive. Real. There's a there's a handful of things where I'm just like all right, all right. Well, I want to be know. able to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that was the project that Weber Pathways, which is now yeah. Trail Foundation, that's why they started that's that. Their, that. That was their main goal. And that was a long time ago. And so finally, yeah, last year I think was the first year they started actually making headway on it and have to work with lots of property owners through that. But, yeah. Can you still register for Coldwater? Um we're still letting people in. Technically, it closed. Registration closed on Sunday night, hmm. but um, I always get emails. So we should have had you on last week. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's all <laughs> right. What's the race date again? The thirtieth. Okay. Yep, April thirtieth. So there's still some people registering this week, and we still have a. We usually buy and get a a good enough buffer of finisher medals and t-shirts and stuff, so we can hmm. we can let some people in if last second. Okay, but if you missed this one, you have um, Skyline. Yep, Skyline Mountain Marathon, which is a half marathon, a 30K, a marathon, and a 55K. You have to run all of them. Yep, you do them all in one day, <laughs> <laughs> over and over. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. a, that one is crazy because you start, uh, well, you start North Ogden Divide or North Fork Park, right? Are those Correct, two? yep, those are the two start lines. And you climb on both of those. You climb to the ridge lines, and uh, and go from there. So, but it's Skyline Trail, which is one of the most amazing sets of mm -hmm. single track around. So, yeah, if you're looking for a good local race or a trail race, that one's um, and it's, I mean, it's it's spread out because when it, that's how trail runs are. Once you get started, you're you all start at the same time, but then yep. it spreads out. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's gorgeous, and and the announcing at the finish line is just it unbelievable. Can't, it can't be beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> I sat in once or twice. <laughs> That's right. I, I early on, I'm like, I need some moral support. Yeah. I need you to come. And sit I down. saw the magic. I think you're probably very comfortable with it at this point. You've done that a few times. Well, a few, a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I still can't get half the names right. So, but we try. Good stuff, Clay. Anything else you want to add? You got, no. You it's, uh, yeah, hopefully. You're running the mountain no. bike race this year? Um, yes, we're working. Well, yes, it looks like we are. It's called Eden Epic. Okay. It's usually end of August, beginning of September. Um, and uh, that's a that's another phone run up on the Skyline Trail that's, that's a 50-miler. Yeah. That uh, hopefully all goes well. Last year got canceled for some other stuff, and um, but we're shooting for it. Do you need volunteers? We always need volunteers. Okay. Always. Yep. Brandy does too. Always. Yeah. And yeah. we are so fortunate to have the volunteers we have. Is there, I know in the past that, and Gold Foundation was sort of the start of it, but is are they still helping send volunteers to different places? Like, is there a group that you go to that's like, hey, we need volunteers and for oh, events? We go to multiples multiple multiple weaver state's a great source actually mm. um but multiple sources and we're so grateful ogden is just has a volunteering spirit always has always will so we're all grateful for that yeah yeah clay you should never be short of volunteers i know it's, I know. <laughs> forgets to ask my <laughs> my friends and my family get really sick of me asking <laughs> hey we need you to show up tomorrow please <laughs> <laughs> a little voluntold yeah yeah you got to plan a little bit yeah yeah oh people are excited to get out they've been cooped up for a while so yeah yeah in all capacities to run it to volunteer it to root people on all the all the reasons so it is it's honestly it's like for all the things i do as a race director it's pretty like if i had my choice i just want to be at an aid station like especially one up on top of Ben Loman or Lewis Peak, the cool oh, ones. Yeah. You, usually those guys go up and spend the night, and so they're er, they're okay. there first thing in the morning when the runners come through. Um, 
but it's just it's awesome and and the runners are so excited to see you because you we should do them that we should and, pitch a tent and do that yeah that'd be so cool. i'll be at the from ben Loman. finish line yeah. but yeah. yeah todd can go up there you're my favorite person right now <laughs> <laughs> but they, when they come across the the racers come across the finish line they're very complimentary of the aid station workers yeah like, oh, love it. yeah especially the, the last aid station you have oh. champions there so yeah we call that one the spa the spa yeah Nice. Yep, and that's some some ultra runners that run it. They're in charge of it, and so when when people come in, they're just like, "Sit down. We know what you need," and they just give them like the full treatment. It's usually hot, but at that point, and that's they, so fun. They just and I don't know how many times we've been told, "Oh, I wouldn't have made it if I wasn't for the." And that's the how spot. far out is that from the end? Uh, it's about four miles. But it's brutal because it's hot and it's road miles, yeah. essentially, mostly road miles. It's it's a trail, but it but it skirts. Yeah, it's the it's the Pineview West Trail or the North oh. Arm is, but it skirts right. skirts right across and drops down into kind of the river bottoms, and so it's always really humid, mm. and so people are like, just get rid of that last four miles. We hate it, <laughs> but it but it's it's a really cool section of the trail, and and yeah, it always they get rejuvenated at that last aid station, so. Good stuff. Uh, thanks, you guys, for coming in. Let's jump into some news stories real quick, get your opinions on on these. Um, weird, but the national parks are busy again. That's uh, odd. Yeah, the, according to KSL, what caused the mighty return to the Mighty Five? Uh, I don't, they're open. I mean, I don't know. The <laughs> they're pan, open. They're open. Europe is a mess. <laughs> uh less covid yeah yeah less covid now and i mean um we're you know we're navigating that and so yeah there was a huge dip obviously last year and the year before but um let's see zion saw five million i think that was last year so 2020 was the dip and then last year five million bryce 2.1 arches 1.8 capital reef 1.4 canyonlands 0.9 million so 92 million visits to all 63 national parks that's all 63 national parks 92 million but utah had what's that five seven nine around 10 or 12 million 10 10 million yeah somewhere around there so they're popular a lot of a lot of people they're beautiful parks yeah uh clay what's going on at nordic valley oh you want to step in that well I, uh, Nordic Valley I'm, Ski, uh, let me give you the, the headline. Nordic yeah. Valley Ski Village foes, mm. foes, ooh, bad word, dun, dun, dun. worry about overdevelopment and loss of quiet. Yeah. Uh, this is according to the Standard Examiner. So, um, yeah, what's your, what's your so take? So, I'm, I married a valley girl. I married a girl from Eden, and I've got, I've got family that lives in the Nordic Valley area. So, I get little bits here and there, but, um, Essentially, every I mean, Nordic Valley, since I was young, I grew up in the area, I grew up skiing at Nordic, and it's been owned by, I don't know, eight, five to eight different owners in that period of time. And they have tried, all the different owners have tried to make a go at it and tried to, there's been talk of extending up the mountain or big Swiss village. Which they did. They put in a new yeah, lift. Yeah, this, this owner is the first one, put in a new lift, first one that, that actually made a change, like made... A, sig- a permanent change. The other ones did mountain bike parks and stuff like that, but this one actually, yeah, put in a new big lift. Mm-hmm. And so now, they're yeah, they're pushing for uh, pushing for a big village condos on them. Oh, yeah, ish. yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Is the terrain there for on the hill? Um, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> there, there's big drama like what a few years ago about trying to bring a gondola over the mountain to North Ogden. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Right. I, right. I actually love these things, these ideas. Yeah. I love gondolas, though. I don't know why. But <laughs> I'm all for that yeah. stuff. And, yeah. Apparently, they're not good ideas, but, yeah. but I think they look cool. <laughs> and they're fun to ride. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that didn't go. That didn't fly. No, that one, is, as of now, has, yeah, it didn't fly. And, and uh, but yeah, they're they're making a go for the, the uh, real estate side of it yeah. on that side. So. Well, the big question is water and weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, hundred percent. Like, yeah. how do you keep sinking money into a ski resort when the seasons get shorter and shorter? Yeah. So what do you turn into an all-year ski resort or an all-year mountain resort? Right. Right, mountain resort. So mountain biking and mm-hmm. by the Nordic has some of the friendliest uphill yeah. policies at their mountain. Um, 
Well, it's a, it's a, I love the mountain because it feels like you're in someone's backyard. Yeah. You know, they just threw a, a chairlift. Yeah. And so, like, oh, sweet. We're in you know, Uncle Whoever's back, mm-hmm. backyard. And it's a very homey feeling. And so you throw up a bunch of condos and that tends to change things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to happen. It's gonna, It's happening at Snow Basin for sure. So. Yep. Yep. Okay. Which is hard, like you said. And you're moving uh, up the, there the water. at some point, right? Yeah. We move up there in a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the water, the... It's it's hard. There's a fine balance with development up there because it's a gorgeous place, but it's uh it's limited resources for sure. Mm-hmm. So trying to find that balance of letting people come enjoy it, but not overbuilding it and doing it right and yeah. Okay, well, good luck with that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Another news: three ninety nine and her four cubs have emerged from hibernation. Mm-hmm. So she is the most famous. Oh bear grizzly in the yellowstone ecosystem uh caused a lot of problems last year in the jackson area getting into homes and stuff yeah any cabins so uh yeah she's hanging with the crew all four Mm -hmm. of them five of them hanging out in areas they weren't supposed to so they had to sort of relocate them a couple times but but they're hoping that uh the, the cubs are two two and a half years old now so they should be parting ways yeah yeah they're but can you, can you imagine that den? There's five of them in that den. Four cubs, and she's kept them alive, all of them, which is amazing, for, it is amazing. for two years. That's cool. And they uh, they <laughs> bumped out of the den. It says yesterday, which was the 16th, because this article is on the 17th. But it was one day later than last year, and they based that on it was April's full moon. Do you know? Come out on the full moon. Oh, that's oh, one. April. Yeah. Cycles of animals. Ugh. Just, I love the study of that. It's, it's wild. Fascinating. Yeah. It's definitely down to science yeah. to know to the day. To the day. Like the vultures in my backyard come to the day hmm. every spring. You have vultures in your backyard? Yes. A huge kettle, it's called. <laughs> a, a colony of vultures is called a kettle. <laughs> a kettle of vultures. I Do you know that, Todd? I don't know if I've heard that one, but I love all of the different words. Like, I love all the different ones. Well, it's a because kettle. they they kettle in, like, they do this swirling motion, like, in a kettle uh, of uh, boiling water. They kettle into their roosts. And, uh, anyway, I'm a little vulture obsessed. <laughs> I think, Brandy, I, I think you commented or I reached out to you when I had a nest fall out of a tree at my house yeah. and it was the most beautiful thing it was huge i'm like this is a raptor nest this thing is giant but i think it was a um sticky mag- like a magpie, magpie probably magpie but there's all these layers and everything in it and i tr- i uh, i tried to save it yeah right i, I i'm like well they'll reuse it or something. <laughs> i don't know you know but they i don't think they did because it's so intricate when you oh, get to the so inside it's amazing they have roofs magpie nests have roofs oh they're really very cool yeah yeah I don't, well it fell upside down so i don't know what, how that they're is. the yeah. big spender birds they're the, <laughs> they, got, <laughs> they actually get a roof yeah <laughs> they built themselves a roof who did they contract oh. out to i don't know but it's a lot Cable. of work it's a, a lot of work <laughs> oh my god well okay one quick thing if we have time on yeah. nests yeah that's why you're here Brittany. (laughs) because last year i really was so fortunate to have a hummingbird nest right above my what i call my dining room table but it's in my backyard Uh uh-huh and i didn't know how hummingbirds built their nests but they bring in spider webs what and they wrap it and that is their glue think about how sticky spider webs are yeah that's their glue and that's how they glue it all together and i watched the whole process and i was that's awesome i was in heaven that's crazy lay underneath the nest as it was getting built i I lived i lived out there all summer long it was so fun i hung a feeder and really protected their zone and it was really sweet they did have I learned all about hummingbirds because I yeah. didn't know about it. But yeah, oh, I didn't. That's wild. So What's a group of hummingbirds called? I'm not sure, but they only have two. Hummers. <clears throat> two um, babies. And baby hummingbirds are chicks, the I guess. Thing in the world. Oh, chicks. They're called. Chick. Chick hummingbirds are about the cutest things in the whole world. Deeny. It yeah. was oh, so that. fun, and then to watch them, the mom feed them. Oh, yeah. The whole thing was fascinating. But the nests are built with spider webs. I have wild. no idea. 
That's so smart. They're yeah. so smart. Perfect glue. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. And then and then they piss off the spiders, which is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> I just they built that. Still the whole yeah. thing and bring it back and use it as their glue. Uh, it's snowing in Hawaii, which is kind of fun, interesting. It does snow there, and there's a resort there, but it's with some altitude there. there. You usually yeah. have to go to it. Yeah. Yep. If it's snowing on the beach, that's when we got it. We got problems. Yeah. Is on. It does it say what island? Is it a big island? I ch- I just killed the. I don't know. All right. All right. It's too late. It's a tease. We, it's a that was it. Tease. That was it. Look uh, it up. Check your check your peeps. Um. If, like the little candy? Like the little candy. It's Easter weekend was this last weekend. But Peeps, P-I-E-P-S, it's the Black Diamond, Abbey Beacons. They need to, you got to run a safety check on them. On April 16th, Black Diamond and Peeps asked owners of multiple avalanche transceivers to perform. Safety check on their devices. Announcement comes almost a year after recalling some of the same equipment. It'll it'll automatically or randomly switch between send and search modes, which is bad. So you've got to um, run the test and make sure everything is performing properly. Said Black Diamond says it's still investigating a problem. The brand said it has observed a small number of the malfunctions, but if one malfunctions on you and there's an issue, then that's a problem. It asks that anyone with the affected beacons immediately perform a safety inspection to ensure your beacon is functioning properly. So just make sure to do that. Um, Okay, so... The most common collective noun for a group of hummingbirds is a charm. Oh, see? Oh, that's but perfect. That's it's charming. Not, it, that's it's not limited to just that. Other popular collective nouns include a shimmer and a bouquet. What? And then there's more. Let's see. A chattering. Um, I love a charm. A charm is my favorite, charm. I think. A glittering of hummingbirds. A hover of hummingbirds. Uh, a troubling of hummingbirds. That doesn't sound right. I'm That's going home like, boiling my sugar water. <laughs> and a tune of It sounds like it goes along with like the personality of the hummingbirds. Yes, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we want the There's charming ones. The chattering ones. Those are the ones <laughs> that they talk too much. They can oh, be pretty so like crazy. Yeah. You know, like you get a lot of hummingbirds, you're in trouble. Yeah. And a mm. glittering. I like a glittering. Glittering. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Oh, uh, thanks, Todd. Like, yes. Yeah. I love the words for groups. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> For Gear 30 segments, we have new, f- not fly rods, but uh, Tenkara rods at Gear 30. They're called Tiny Tenkara, and they are really small. And they pack up. You put them in your backpack or your uh, or your day bag, I guess, even. And, um, yeah, so it's a Tenkara brand. There's no there's no reel on it or anything, but you, but <laughs> the Dallin and, and a couple of the employees have just walked across the street and they're catching yes. fish in the ogden river really and so and they're they're teaching yeah they put it on instagram and so if you come in we have a couple demos we can walk you across the street and we'll <laughs> we'll put a tiny tenkara so they in your stay, hand and they, we'll, they stay small you said they're they're really small as in like they're 10 really, inches they're really small and then and you pull small. them out of the pack and then you got to giant long oh, so they do extend oh yeah i, I thought you were i'm yeah. picturing like the guys at the river that is like so little, funny like, yeah no 10 inch fly rod <laughs> no no. <laughs> like, <laughs> no they're pretty long actually okay. yeah, yeah and there's two different lengths but they yeah. but they are so they're so light that you wouldn't mm-hmm. know it was in your pack really oh, that's awesome. um but it's great for creeks small creeks and backpacking is really what it's meant for i mean a lot of fly fishermen will argue that's i'll just take my fly rod uh, yeah. you know uh, whatever yeah. but it is a very simple easy to use method if you're if you don't want to mess with anything you know you just have travel size travel size tiny tank car new in the shop your your employees have okay jobs over there don't they 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 like going across the street and fishing (laughs) and getting paid for it that's that's, if i remember right they even like don't they test gear over there too sometimes and well Sometimes there's there's some ha- hammock sitting in yeah. and some, <laughs> yeah. it's research. It's research. R and D over there. Yeah. I'll come downstairs and they'll be hooked up in a harness and they're like, "Oh, we're learning this knot or whatever," and they're trying to do like, hanging from the rafters. It's that time of year. It's a little slow right now because the resorts <laughs> shut down and the rain and the weather is. It's a little cold. People aren't necessarily camping yet, and so they're testing gear. These it's actually. These three weeks are some the three slowest weeks of the year, and then we have in October. There's a few 
October to November, where it's like late October, early November. It was about three weeks there. Ski season. Where it's just like, yeah, people are done camping because it's cold and the snow has yet to fly. The you know, and it's like okay, so there's about three weeks in the spring and the fall. Each shoulder. The shoulders where it's pretty dead, and that's when most of the testing the testing takes things yeah hey, makes a camp chairs. That's great. i have to know if i can fall asleep in the hammock brandon we encourage it sure. too we say, you know what it's slow you guys go down test the gear put some shoes on you know do the thing so when people ask you you got to know how to talk about it so put up a tent so as as a side note going yep. back to the national park busyness yeah if you can go before or after those shoulder seasons it helps it's still busy yeah it used to be that you can go in that off season and it was almost empty, but now it's still it's still busy. But you can at least get some space because you're not in it's a true. big line. We do, we typically do uh, Yellowstone in October, mm, and yeah. it's cold and kids are in school and it's awesome. Yeah. The only bad thing about that is the bears and everything. There's not a lot. Of, there's not as many animals. Yeah. If you can go ne- right now, that just opened a few days ago, yes. uh, the, the West Gate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go right now, and all the animals are out. It Spring is crazy time oh, for animals. Right. But then in the middle of the summer, when everybody can go, it's hot, and there's animals are sort of higher in the mountains. So spring right now is the best time to hit hmm. national parks for, if you want to see animals. And then in the fall, it's a great time to go. But if you're backpacking... I think it'd be kind of muddy up there right now. Right now is not yeah. a good time to backpack. Uh-uh. No, well, maybe some day hikes, but you can't run very fast when it's muddy. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta outrun the animals. You gotta make a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my land segment: How the Great Salt Lake could soon power your phone, computer, and car. This is from. Have to do with the sun. Leah Larson. No, no, not necessarily. Huh. I thought it was. Yeah, I was like, how are they going to do that? Right, there's not a lot um, of motion out there. Well, the lake has lithium. And they used to mine it before there was a need for lithium. But now everything has lithium. And so they're they're looking at ramping up mining for lithium from the island. And now, be, but, but they will take a portion of the proceeds from that money earned from the mining and and put it back into saving the lake. Because we gotta have. So, what does that look like? What does mining lithium look like? Yeah, and you said the island uh, out on Antelope. Is that what they're mining? No, the the uh, sorry, the lake. The lake. Yeah. Okay. No. So they actually, it's like lithium's under the lake. It's it's mineral rich. There's shallow. The the mineral rich water is held in shallow ponds, which evaporate and concentrates the resources. Hmm. So I don't know if they push water into it. Yeah. And then let the water evaporate and then then mine it. I'm not quite sure exactly how it works. Um, but lithium is in computers, smartphones, all electric vehicles. Um, last year, 74% of the world's mined lithium went to batteries. And by 2030, CNBC reports that 90% of the lithium demand will likely be fueled by electric vehicles. So we need the lithium and we have it. It's referred to as white gold by investors. The price of lithium ballooned from just over 6,000 per metric ton in 2012. This is what you should have bought, was some lithium in 2012, to 17,000 last year. So it's going up. I need to read into that more. Is that like a sustainable thing then? Like you could keep it going? Good question. Good question. I'm trying to. So it sounds like it's a mineral that's in the water, right? That's That's something to do with it. The water is evaporating out, and that's what's left over. Yeah, there's a lot. There's magnesium, tons of magnesium in there, and they mine that. Like pretty much all, all, all the magnesium comes from Great Salt Lake, because uh, it's so it's easily mined out there. How will how will mining Brian impact? So it says, okay, this is on the trip. By the way, you can go read this. This is a pretty long article. How will mining impact the struggling Great Salt Lake? The Great Salt Lake hit a record low last summer. It's not good. Um, so they there's a bill conservation bill i'm trying to get to the meat here unclear how much of a windfall lithium mining will generate for the great salt lake restoration since the extraction of the mineral is still in its early stages but royalties from the current brine harvesting operation generates between five to 13 million dollars a year uh so you know they can make money off it off the royalties yeah Mm. huh i'm just curious like how that 
what it looks like. How do they extract it? How, what's the impact? Is it clean or dirty? Does it look or? like fracking? Yeah. And what does it mean to save the so, lake? I feel like saving the lake means you need to come up with a lot more water. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, how does money help save the lake? I don't, like, does that... I don't know, political, I don't know. They're, they're starting to save the lake. They're putting certain limits and stuff like that on what water can be used because they want to make sure that mm-hmm. it's it getting like its, it's minimum amounts or whatever. Yeah. So There's probably answers in this article if Leah did her job right because she's pretty good at it. So probably. I wish I knew yeah. more, but yeah. I did go on a tour recently at the Great Salt Lake, and we got to see they're called... Marabolites. They're hmm. like mini volcanoes coming out of the s- sand. And because the level's so low right now, mm-hmm. you can walk out and see them. Interesting. And they look like mini little volcanoes. And they've got all kinds of gases and stuff coming out of them. And it's yeah. fascinating. Oh, that's not really. Really cool. Yeah, I took some pictures, but I don't know where they're at. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, that was the My Land segment, uh, this week's quote of the week. I don't believe in failure. It's not failure if you enjoy the process. Oprah, Oprah, <laughs> think I was going to go with an Oprah quote today, Todd? <laughs> it was either Oprah or, or where's your other big ones? Emerson. Or... Yeah, I do a lot of Emerson. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Um, oh, uh, this is, okay, I pulled this up. This was not going to make the cut, but I, I'll just ask everyone here. Uh, the outdoor industry, uh, as far as the stocks, are not really doing very good. Um, but... There's a market cap, and so it shows some of the billions of dollars that these companies are worth. So who is worth more? Mm. Yeti brand or... That's just each of their coolers. Or yeah. that's, Yeti yeah, coolers, yeah. right? Yeti coolers. Okay. Yeti coolers, the brand. Okay. And, and Or Columbia Sportswear. Ooh, I'd say Columbia. I'd say Columbia. Just volume, I would say Columbia. But barely. They're both... Columbia is $5.8 billion and Yeti is $5.34 billion market cap. You gotta Yeti. think about Yeti because they have they're outdoors, but they're also think about footballers, like the they fo- that industry sell so much stuff. Yeah, um, well, they do the- sell like legacy coolers and like like, like that gear lasts forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Columbia, Columbia, you might have to replace it a little bit more often. They put they throw Adidas I- in this group of outdoors because they do have an outdoor segment, mm-hmm. and it's by far the largest. Uh, company on the whole list at 45 billion wow mm. um yeah so is it true that the outdoor retail show is coming back to salt lake next summer yeah. ah okay big yeah deal. it is a big deal so parent company i think the same parent at least it used to be parent company owns columbia columbia owns mountain hardware yeah and also is it adidas as well no, Adidas, Adidas? Is, Adidas is its own arrow okay yeah but oh adidas bought other ones adidas bought 510 Oh, maybe. Yeah, they own five ten okay. and um, some other shoe ones. Probably. Yeah, there's there's some conglomerates like we, um, VF Corp, North Face, and mm-hmm. Ultra, and some other brands, but um, that's a big one. Yeah, Ultra sold like three or four times in about five years or something. It oh. just kept selling hmm. to higher. It just blew up. It wow. was an incredible mm-hmm. brand. And that was originally a Cash Valley. That was a local brand. Local brand. Um, now, when you say their stocks aren't doing well, is that like since a certain time frame? Or yeah, just... I and of, of course I just killed the, I just killed the article. You keep um, doing that. But it was like a quarterly, like for the quarter they weren't they weren't going up. It was mm-hmm. it was flat. Um, yeah. So. I'll tell you, the last couple of years have been good for like the bike industry. I know they've mm-hmm. been selling and like Can't get back a bike. ordering. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Yeah, if you can get so them. So maybe certain activities. They're start, the shops that I talk to, they're starting. They've got a lot of stuff in inventory. Finally, it started all the stuff they've been on order for the last two years have been showing up. But they have new worries that they're worried about with the next phase. What's a new worry? That they're, I mean, I, I heard one shop owner talk about a, a price war. That mm-hmm. this They're worried about a price war happening because everybody all of a sudden got all their stock or all their inventory, and then they're like, they well, we don't, it. we don't want it, all this inventory, so they're going to start unloading it. That sounds good like, to me. Yeah, to the buyer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we finally got our plush snakes in at the nature side. Hey! <laughs> We've all been waiting for the plush snakes. It's been forever. Right? That's oh, my funny. gosh. 
Thanks uh, to Bandy and One for powering today's 389th episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Listen and subscribe to the Bandy Collective on YouTube. Have you, you guys ever watched our YouTube? You can see the videos. Yeah. You it's see this. The Banyan Collective. Yep. <laughs> um, Banyan. There's two A's in Banyan. That commonly gets misspelled on YouTube. And it's got all the shows. Van Sessions. Uh, this one. OOA. Uh, literally. Pines. Through the Pines. Like all of them. So mm. look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places you get your favorite podcasts. And thebanyancollective.com. Podbean app. For Android and iPhones, I don't know if anyone uses that Podbean app, but we're on there. All show notes with the links are usually available at the website, banyancollective.com. So if you want to chat with us, be on the show, give us some feedback, hit us up on Instagram is the best way to do it, at Ogden Adventure. Uh, this week's outdoor jukebox is from Van Sessions. This is Top of the Sea from the band Compass Rose as recorded on Van Sessions, as Jamir would say. The mountains are calling and we must go. Let's this go. This one is called uh, Top of the Sea. It's, it's about a song. It's about falling in love with the ocean. Cuz the ocean's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> 